This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio today. I've got uh, fellow app nerds John Beeler and Graham Williams uh, joining me. We have a lot to talk about. We've got our uh, Hot 5 app countdown. This week it's the Hot 5 apps to use in airplane mode. You're stuck on an airplane. You don't have any type of wireless connection. These will be the apps for you. We will also be talking about how to not get uh, caught buying uh, fake or bogus products on those ads you see on Instagram and Facebook. And just talking about crowdfunded products as well. Are they worth the money? And TaskRabbit. This is a really cool app uh, that Graham uh, will uh, help us explore a little more to make your life better. Let's talk about some of the news, though, guys. Uh Interesting one this week. Over the past few months, it's been revealed not only Amazon, but Google had humans listening into some of the voice commands given in, given to their digital assistants. And they basically said that they do this for quality control. Getting humans to listen to some of these uh, anonymous voice commands, they can make their Alexa and Google assistants better. Well, now it's been revealed that uh, Apple is doing the same thing, which... Didn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise anybody. Well, and this is kind of how this has to work, right? Uh, and I, I mean, I think when these this was revealed for these other two services, it was sort of like a, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's only so far that you can go with artificial intelligence. Eventually, you're going to have to start looking at the text and seeing where the computer is getting it wrong, if it is getting it wrong. And that this is kind of how these services improve. Now, this is anonymized. It's not attached to your account in any way. Basically, they're hearing voice clips. It's your voice, but they're trying to identify what's being said and, you know, in this case, what Siri would say back to you or how it understood it. So they're they're looking for common themes here. I think the concern is always that depending on what you say, you might reveal who you are or your location and that these contractors or employees could potentially put together that information. I think it's a pretty much an edge case, though. I mean, if you're buying into using one of these services, I think if you have any brain cells, you would assume that there's a human potentially going to be listening to these. Just like when you get a call from your bank, you know, this call will be recorded for quality assurance. Yeah. Same type of thing. So this was a story from The Guardian, and actually it's more aimed at the Apple Watch. Right. Uh, so not necessarily the phone itself. And I like how they try to make this some kind of conspiracy. Yes. The Guardian, UK. Yeah. Yes. Right? They always love conspiracy there. Uh, they're saying a whistleblower yes. basically revealed that this was happening. So this whistleblower apparently was a contractor, uh, obviously employed by Apple, that you know had to go through these recordings. And he said, or she said, that you know most of these are obviously accidental recordings. But they heard everything uh, from uh, people talking about sex or business deals or drug deals, you know, that, that type of thing. I, I think there is probably a really great Hollywood thriller here <laughs> that focuses on maybe like a famous politician and then, you know, the person that's heard this recognizes them and go, has to go to the police but is also being hunted down. There's a movie in this. Let's hope that Sandra Bullock is available. Right? Someone to watch over me, too. Okay. Yes. Tom Berenger Someone to listen is over back. Me. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this crazy? Yeah. I don't know. There's, I mean... I'm not surprised. I just don't know how big of a story. Well, I, I, I look at it this way, and it's, you know, would you rather this or would you rather that Siri stay as dumb as she is forever? Yeah. So, you know, if you don't like it, turn off uh, Hey Siri uh, functionality so that it doesn't recognize. Just set just, off all of our phones. I set off and all the phones in the studio here. Uh, Huawei. We, <laughs> I know. We talked a lot about Huawei. Oh, the HomePod in the studio <laughs> also picked that up. Uh, Huawei. Having a tough time with. Uh, Trump and 
you know what? <laughs> when I said, hey, Siri, it set off the HomePod in our studio, and now it's playing music. Yes. Graham took care of it. There's too many uh, voice assistants going on. I digress. Back to Huawei. We're talking about it all the time. Having a hard time with the U.S. because Trump is basically shutting them down from selling smartphones there and 5G networking equipment. Well, how do you think they did in the first half of this year? Oh, it must have been rough for them. Well, they were up 24% year over year. Sounds pretty rough. Yeah. So uh, they had sales revenue totaling around $42 billion Canadian. Oh, just pocket change, really. Hasn't really hurt them. I think <laughs> Good uh, thing those tariffs are in place. Yeah. Uh, they sold 118 million smartphones worldwide. That includes Canada. But not the U.S. No. Can you imagine if they could get into the U.S. market? I, they I would, can. They would dominate. I, I think the interesting thing here, though, and maybe this is sort of this come to the light moment for uh, the folks down in the United States, is you're not that important anymore. Right. Um, like, companies can do quite well without you. And the more that they, um, you know, hamstring their own economy... I think the less other countries are going to want to want to do business with them. So we may be moving into an environment where we are in a post-American empire. And I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. I don't think so either. Uh, let's talk about Apple again. <laughs> Google has revealed a fistful of flaws in Apple's iMessage app. Did you see this one, Grant? I did, yes. Yeah. yeah. So explain. Uh, <laughs> Well, there are there were there were six vulnerabilities that they looked at. One of which still had not been rectified, um, and I mean, th- this is a fairly complex system. These are what we call zero day vulnerabilities, and five of them, although they have been patched, so bit of a bit of a challenge there. Um, but Apple, it's funny how Google found them. Well, Google, <laughs> Google actually has a zero day project, right? Okay. And so this is something where they're looking, they're constantly looking at all of the software out there. Um, it's actually kind of a force for good thing. And this is something that, you know, as end users, we want happening. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I want as many people shooting as many holes in the software that I use as often as possible, but doing the, the, the diligent thing here and making sure that that information is actually passed on to the manufacturer first so they have the opportunity to repair those software vulnerabilities. And I think Google, uh, for the most part, does tend to abide by that, as does Apple, as does Microsoft. And most of these companies have some type of reward system for that to, to help encourage people to find these vulnerabilities and share with them first instead of selling them to a third party. Yeah, the, the bug bounty, yes. as it were. So, I mean, uh, now here's the interesting thing. Apple didn't for the longest right. time and then decided, you know, actually it is better for us to do this. So, uh, well, I, I mean, anytime you have a vulnerability in your software, it can seem like egg on your face. We are dealing with millions and millions of lines of code and thankfully Apple is is they tend to be fairly quick on resolving these things you guys drink Starbucks oh yes yes yeah would you ever have a Starbucks delivered to you now that I'm thinking about it yeah I probably would are you offering <laughs> no uh, down in the US Starbucks partnering with Uber Eats uh, you can get Starbucks delivered you know that's kind of handy so for uh uh, they, there used to be a $2.50 booking fee, yep. but uh, they've waived that, except for orders under $10. That's, That's going to be the most expensive latte ever. Like, Starbucks is expensive to begin with, and then you're going to get it delivered? Like, well, can you just imagine all the charges on that? So, so here's the thing. I tend to, when I when I go for coffee here, I tend to look around the office and be like, who wants a coffee? And I tend to go out and buy coffee for folks in the office. Um, so it's, it's nice. You know, if you're in a bit of a pinch and you don't have the time, you're running between meetings... I think that's pretty handy. I can be just like, hey, you want a coffee? You want a coffee? You want a coffee? Let's get some coffee in. I don't have to stop working. I, I think that's kind of, that's handy. 
At what point does this get ridiculous? Uh, I think we passed that point. I was going to say, I think the moment that I could get McDonald's delivered, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, we're like, as a species, I think we're done, but so let's just enjoy the ride down. I will say though, the, one of the distilleries near my house offers DoorDash delivery of booze. So, really? Which I thought was quite But how much is that? Like, there must be some hefty delivery fee on that. Well, it's whatever the DoorDash fee is to deliver your McDonald's, right? It's the same thing. But even then, like, I wouldn't pay to have McDonald's delivered, especially after I, I was in a restaurant once. Okay, and I, I, I've paid to have A&W delivered. I was in a restaurant once that had a st- steady stream of these delivery service guys coming in with their little insulated bags. And I saw how they handled the f- or mishandled the food when they were putting it in the bag. I'm like, so how many times are you going to like flop it around your car before it gets to me? So, so here's the interesting That's why thing. you order chicken fingers. <laughs> you can't really go wrong with that. Have you guys heard about dark kitchens? Yeah, yes. these are restaurants that don't have a physical brick and mortar location. They're just in some warehouse somewhere. Yeah. And they just use those delivery services. This yeah. feels like what we were in Hong Kong. We were having those, those meals in the street. Yeah. Someone would just disappear and come back with food. I, yeah, I don't know where they went. And clearly they were all sharing the same kitchen kitchen because you get the same food everywhere. Yeah. So the question is, you know, as long as the cleanliness standards are adhered to, do we care? No. This is kind of the, this is kind of the future. Food I'm on just, demand. I'm worried, though, because I've looked at a little bit into these delivery services and the restaurants get hosed. They really do. Like in some cases, uh, they're taking a 30% hit. Well, and to re- be affiliated with these delivery companies. And recently it was revealed that one of the services, I think it was Skip the Dishes. DoorDash, down DoorDash, in the U.S. That was skimming the tips. Yes. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. In the U.S., yeah. yeah. I, I, so so that, they have a guaranteed minimum wage in the U.S. for DoorDash delivery people of, I think, six eighty-five an hour. Yep. And so... Or per delivery. Per delivery, sorry. And if you were to tip the driver as well, let's say $3, DoorDash will use that $3 to make up the minimum See, that's, so this, delivery is, charge. this is what I've started doing is I've started not tipping the driver using the app and actually yes. tipping them in person. So yeah. I'm glad to see that justified. I do, I do that with uh, ride sharing services when I'm not in BC. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about TaskRabbit. Quick in 20 seconds, what is TaskRabbit? TaskRabbit means you'll never, ha- never have to pick up an Ikea Allen wrench again. Oh my God. Change your life. It will. Talking about TaskRabbit making Ikea better and your life better after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here. I've got John Beeler and Graham Williams Williams with me today. We've got a lot more to talk about on today's program. In a little while, we will be going through our Hot 5 app countdown. We'll talk about the Hot 5 apps to use while you're in airplane mode. You'll be surprised with some of them. Uh, We are also going to be talking about uh, these crazy product ads you get in your social media feeds. Are they real? Are they worth it? We'll give you the lowdown on that as well. But now we want to talk about TaskRabbit. I think most of us have been to an Ikea, the chaos that is Ikea on a Saturday afternoon, and waiting in line for half an hour to pay for your purchase, bringing that home somehow, and then getting the Allen key out. Oh. Yeah. So, Graham, we're going to talk about TaskRabbit. Yes. Explain. So, so I moved into a new place not too long ago, and I did the IKEA trip. Um, I actually had this idea that I was going to go in, I was going to buy everything, and then take it over to their delivery because I didn't even want to bring it home. Uh, it turns out that their delivery was like a week backed up, so I managed to cram all of this into my mini Countryman. How does that happen? Uh, very, very carefully. 
Okay. I was I'm, Tetris master. Did you, buy pil- did you just buy pillows? <laughs> <laughs> I am great at Tetris and Jenga. So it actually worked out really well. So I got this stuff back to my house and uh, I had seen signs for TaskRabbit at the location. And so I, I downloaded the app and started to check this out. And the idea here is that they have taskers out there, uh, people who are good at different skills. IKEA furniture assembly being one of them. And you can see... So they uh, just don't do Ikea alone? They don't, no. They, they actually will do a lot of other stuff. Now, I think Ikea actually has a stake in them, which is why they've got the big logo on the wall. And okay. You can actually book taskers inside Ikea. The, when I went back for my second batch of furniture, I did that. Booked them right there. They took care of the booking for me, which was great. But you can, you'll see this list of taskers. You'll see a picture of them. Uh, you'll see a small write-up of their skills. And then you'll also see all of the reviews that they have received. Um, so I ended up getting two separate taskers. Uh, one was fairly good. He made some mistakes, which, you know, at that point I went back to Tasker, but I'm like, uh, you know, I, I paid you guys. I think my rate to him was $21 an hour. Um, so I want a little bit of money back. And they said, yeah, here you go. We'll give you some money back. Uh, the second guy though, I was incredibly impressed with. And I had some stuff that had to be wall mounted. I bought some Besta cabinets to go over my TV uh, some Calax bookcases. He actually fixed the problems that the first guy uh, had made. The first rabbit. The first rabbit. The bad rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> bad bunny. Um, and in less than three hours, I had all of this stuff put together. Now, I took the time to, to, to look at it because I've done a lot of Ikea assembly in my life. And that probably would have been eight or nine hours worth of my time. And his, his rate was 40 bucks an hour. Okay. So for $120, I managed to get all of my furniture assembled while I was doing other stuff around the house. Now, here's the fun part. I would pay for that. <laughs> I, I bought two Kallax bookshelves, and he assembled them. Um, and I, you know, time was running short for the day, so I said, I'll have you back. I had him back, and he helped me mount one on top of the other. So I've actually got a Kallax that is four wide and eight high, and it's now... It's going to kill someone, you know that. Well, it's, it's, it's fastened <laughs> to the Depending wall. Depending how good of a rabbit he was. <laughs> uh, this is anchored into the wall. Um, and I've had such a great experience with this that I bought um, a... I, can't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. It's either a pergola or a pergola. Everyone seems to have a different opinion. Uh, but I bought the kit from Lowe's and I bought the lumber from a local lumber place. And this guy's coming over. We're going to work together on it to save me some money. Uh, but he's going to help me put this thing together. So... Okay, furniture assembly. Yes. TV mounting and stuff. So, yep. like, what other kind of things could you do? Uh, you can get them to mow your lawn. Ooh. Right? So you can get them to clean your eaves trough. Um, Don't tell your son about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he'll, he'll, he'll book one of these TaskRabbit people to do that, and then you skip the dishes to get some McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there are a ton of different uh, task services that are available. And you can keep track of all your tasks. So we've got furniture assembly, mounting, home repairs, cleaning, delivery, shopping. Uh, they've got spring refresh, which includes cleaning, organization, and yard work. This is, this is great. I, I think that the interesting thing here is you can actually get people that at least claim or at least have reviews to back it up that this is what they're good at. So you're not just getting some ran, random handy person. Yeah. You're getting someone that's good at assembly of things good at fixing your toilet or but whatever how do you assure a quality controller how do you know this guy is going to assemble the your bookcase that you've put like super high and it's not going to fall down and kill you while you're watching tv well and so this is kind of again each tasker has a profile and you're able to see a picture of them they write a description about themselves that gives you a bit of a hint as to whether or not they they're competent i think that's your first thing can you write it but you've used two of them now yes 
Okay, so the first one, okay. It was okay. He, he had four out of five stars, and he, yeah. that's exactly what he was, four out of five stars. The yeah. second one, uh, five out of five stars, he has a, a, a distinction, an, an elite tasker. He's got over, he's got a couple hundred reviews. Wow. And I've got to say, like I said, he showed up with tools, uh, was incredibly respectful of my space, um, very polite to me, cleaned up after he left. It was. Can you share his information to other people in the app? I can, yeah. So I can. I can actually. I've recommended him to two or three people so far. Oh, so you can recommend. So, so you've got a guy to do specific these rabbits too. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So um, there, there, there is a referral program as well. So if you want to refer your friends, um, you get ten bucks. They get ten bucks. Um, like I said, his rate for IKEA assembly was about forty dollars an hour. His rate for mounting the stuff was fifty bucks an hour. But you know, I looked at. Uh, and how do you pay? Uh, you, you pay right through the app. With, okay. uh, you with, don't pay with, them cash. With, with credit card. Oh. No. Can so, you pay them cash? I don't believe so, but I did tip him in cash. Okay. Again, so that's uh, that, that's sort of an, an interesting way of going about it. I've got to say, I will never, ever pick up an Ikea Allen wrench again. I am done with the thumb blisters. You I am say done. That. You say that. Wait till we get to your 3D printer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're talking about taskrabbit.com. This is uh, an app and website that allows you to book uh, all kinds of different handymen. And uh, from your experience so far, you give it a thumbs up, Grant? Thumbs up. I will be using them again frequently for stuff like this. I think I'm going to try this, John. I think so too. We'll have to get your referral number. Yeah, we'll put it up on the, on the Get Connected page. You mean the app show page? The app show page. Yes. Uh, we have a lot more to talk about on today's program. When we come back from the break, you're going to get your iPhone tip of the week. You'll also get the Hot 5 app countdown, the best apps to have when you're in airplane mode. Plus, we will also be talking about how you can protect yourself from buying the wrong products and those uh, those fantastic ads you see on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, at the end of the program, we've got our game app of the week and also John's favorite app of the week as well. It's pretty cool. This is Mike Graham and John. Uh, you're listening to the app show. We'll be back right after this. You are back with the app show. Mike Agarbo here. We've got uh, John Beeler in studio with me today. Before we get to our Hot 5 app countdown, and I love this one, it's the Hot 5 apps for airplane mode. So airplane mode is basically turning your phone off from any cell or data reception. So these are apps that are going to work without any connection, any wireless connection, and they're pretty cool. Uh, Let's get to uh, our uh, iPhone listeners out there. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. What do you got, John? We have iOS Lyric Search. And so what does this do? So you can basically use the Lyric Search by opening up the music app on your iPhone or your iPad. Tap the rightmost search icon in the tab right alongside the bottom of the interface. Type in a few words or lines from a song you like. Define your scope from your search by tapping Apple Music or your library below the query. Hit the enter key and run your query, and it'll find the songs that have the lyrics. That is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you could do that in a web browser. You could. Yeah. But but, but here you're right in the music app, and you can click right to the song right away. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, depending on how esoteric your library is, too. Yes. <laughs> so. That's kind of cool. That's so cool. that's uh, Lyric Search uh, right through the uh, Apple Music app. That's right. I love it. Well, it's that time. The Weekly App Hot 5. So this week's app, Hot 5 App Countdown, are apps that uh, work really well in airplane mode. And uh, John, uh, let's start off with number five. And I have used this before, Fire Chat. Yes, this is a great app. This is basically a wireless mes- messaging app that doesn't require internet connection because it uses mesh networking. 
You have to have Bluetooth on though, right? You do, yes. Yeah. yeah. And it finds other people in your vicinity and you can actually chat with them. So imagine you're on the plane and, you know, as typical when we're flying together, you're on one side of the plane, I'm on the other. We can actually send messages this way without using uh, the Wi-Fi on the plane and uh, it's completely free. So the problem though is that uh, when you do hit airplane mode, and it turns off all your wireless connections. Bluetooth is typically one of them. Yes. So you will have to go back in and switch that on. Yes. You have to do that anyways if you're using wireless uh, Bluetooth headphones or AirPods or something anyways. This is perfect because, you know, when you're traveling now, you know, if you're not paying for your seat reservation right off the bat and you just get assigned a seat, a lot of times you don't even get to sit together with your partner. Yes. And so this is a great way to keep connected during the flight. Yes. Android and iOS and free. Yes. Uh, Let's go to number four, the Kindle app. And this is available for Android and iOS. Even if you don't have a Kindle e-reader, you can still use the Kindle app on your smartphone or tablet to get books, uh, even offline or in airplane mode. You do need a little advanced planning to make sure you actually download some books that you want to read in your device. But once downloaded, the book will be available right in your Kindle app, even if you go offline and your place in the book will be synced with your Kindle account as soon as you're back online. So if you're reading uh, Kindle books on your smartphone, and you've got that uh, app loaded on uh, your iPad or computer, or if you've got a Kindle e-reader itself, uh, the nice thing is when they're connected, it actually bookmarks that book no matter what device you're going to. So you can just pick up and read where you left off. So if you forgot your Kindle at home, you can still use your phone. Let's hit uh, the next uh, top five app here, and we're talking about uh, the best apps to have when you're in airplane mode, and of course, Netflix. That's right. This does require some advanced thinking as well. You need to be able to download your stuff. Um, And like the Kindle app, it allows you to access content offline on your smartphone or tablet. Not all Netflix content is available for offline viewing, but I found most of it is. Um, So you'll have to download this content while you're still online at home, at work, whatever. And, uh, but it's a great option to let you pass the time while on your plane ride or wherever you are that doesn't have internet access. So one question, uh, I don't know if you know the answer right off the bat. So you download it right to your device. Yes. Uh, I found, though, like I went back a month later, I think, to Netflix, and it was gone because it's only good for a certain amount of time. There's typically only, I think it's one week or maybe 30 days, uh, then it'll expire off your device, which is actually good because then it'll free up that space, too. Yeah, that is a good thing because uh, a lot of times, you know, for example, on my iPad, I'm trying to put more stuff on it and it's full. Right. And I don't always know where it's full. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's very generic categories. Right. And uh, it might be in any number of apps that I've left stuff in, in the comic book app or yeah. the Kindle app or the Netflix app. Yeah. Uh, just a, a little note though, like Netflix, Amazon Prime Video has the same feature as well. Very cool. And there's a lot of content. When they first launched it, it was just... It was sad. It was sad. <laughs> I mean, it, it typically just worked with Netflix original content but now they make so much content yeah and it it just works really well uh the next one on our hot five uh, countdown this week we're talking about uh, the the best apps to have when you're in airplane mode you're stuck on that flight you don't have an internet connection or don't want to pay for the wi-fi uh up there lake and this is uh lake coloring books and for ios if you're looking for a more relaxing way to pass the time Uh, An activity like coloring might just be the ticket. In the past few years, adult coloring has become very popular precisely because it's relaxing. 
which is often what you need on a flight. With Lake Coloring Books, you won't even need a book and colored pencils. You just fire up the app and color. The app is free, and you also get one free illustration per day, or you can subscribe to get 60 right away. The app will also, uh, also supports the Apple Pencil and 3D Touch. So if you've got an iPad, it is fantastic. That sounds cool. It is very cool. And I'm going to give you the number one this week. Okay. This, this, I mean, this should be obvious for anyone that likes music. Spotify. Yes. Um, so they, you know, you haven't always been able to download your music and take them offline, and but so that's a fairly recent feature. Um, but airlines can be loud, and the in-flight entertainment options for music generally aren't fantastic. They're usually pretty awful. Yeah. Um, that's where Spotify comes in, offering a great way to drown out the noise on a flight, even offline. Like the Netflix and Kindle apps, you will have to uh, plan ahead and download your music and playlists that you'd like to access in airplane mode. Spotify also offers white noise options, which is great. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. To, I didn't know that. Yeah, to help you catch up some on some sleep, even if you have a chatty seatmate or there's a screaming child on the flight. So you can just put on that white noise and get rid of that screaming child. I love being on a plane and you've got your headphones on, yet the person sitting beside you still is trying to talk to you, even though... It's kind of obvious you have a headset. Yeah, on. they're just kind of, of oblivious to it. So you got to take it out. Yes, I always kind of like, oh, you know, make an effort to take out my my earbuds. <laughs> You've so distracted me from oh, my important yes, white noise. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, when we come back from the break, we've got more apps to talk about here on the App Show. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here. I've got uh, fellow app nerds John Beeler and Graham Williams with me today. Wanted to talk about uh, some of those products you see in your social media feeds, whether that be Facebook, uh, Instagram uh, is uh, big for this. Kind of these weird kind of niche tech items uh, that look kind of cool. But, you know, I I think we do need to talk about this because a lot of these things aren't uh, really as as good as they sound. And in many cases, you can find something similar uh, for cheaper or that is actually available now and works. Yes. So give some examples. So so quite often you'll see various like crowdfunding, Kickstarter, Indiegogo type of ads for, you know, the highest rated uh, crowdfunded project on Kickstarter. And it's for a product that may already exist. And so quite often these marketing firms create these really elaborate campaigns that just shower your your social media fees with this stuff. So you see it over and over again and you're like, oh, I should really take a look at that, especially if it's targeted to you. I see, we probably all see a lot of very tech-specific stuff because of our browsing habits. But uh, recently a friend sent me a link to something she thought, is this product real? This sounds really cool. I want to get it and I want to check it out. And it was for something called a photo stick. And photo stick, and it to me like the photo just looked okay. It's a USB drive, a thumb drive, yeah. And and the the angle that they were sort of promoting was that it helps you find lost photos, which again sounds interesting, might be compelling on your computer. Uh, on your computer, yeah, yeah. So what this does is you plug this thing in, and it actually searches through your hard drive trying to find all your photos. Isn't that just finding deleted files? It's not even finding deleted files. It's just finding oh, just photos. photos. It's gathering photos from all the. Can you folder. just do a search? Yes, in you your can. Finder or yeah. Windows Explorer. You can. And okay. You don't need. I don't a, need the photo stick. You don't need the photo stick. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just one example. Another example, and I've seen this a number of times. I actually will see something legitimately cool in an interesting, you know, Instagram story demo type of video, and then I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can get that on Amazon. So I just start typing in the name of whatever the thing is, and. Nine times out of ten, 
It's already there. It's usually cheaper than what they're selling it for. Yes. And it's maybe a newer model. Yeah. So, you know, the typical buyer beware of some of these advertising platforms uh, is in a full effect here. How do you guard against that? Like, what, what would you do? Well, I mean... If it sounds too good to be true. It usually is. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um, but, you know, take a look at Amazon. Take a look at eBay, other places like that, and see. You'll generally see certain product categories represented all the time on these things. Yeah. Right? So uh, just do some due diligence. Do some searching. And probably within five minutes of Googling, you'll find the answer or the path to this is garbage technology. Google is your friend. Google is your friend. And so this, I think, comes down to a little bit of impulse control. Yes. Right? <laughs> because when you see the cool thing, they've got the slick video or the nice pictures. They've got some really compelling copy that's like, wow, check this out. It's the only thing on the market that does it. And you find out that it's not. Google. Yeah. Use Google. So here's the thing. This actually, I think, kind of extends to online ads in general. Yes. Um, and one thing, you've probably seen the rise of Wish, right? Yes. Explain Wish. So, so Wish is an app. It's also a website where you can go on and you can find tons of products that seem to be very unique at incredibly low prices. You know, it'll 95% say, off. Yeah, it'll be $110 and it'll be six bucks for this thing. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. I've got a cat. Yes. He's a cool cat. I know. You let us know all the time and on Facebook. So, so I wanted to get one of these cool new litter mats because I saw an ad for this thing. And it's a mat that basically when the cat gets out of the litter box, steps onto the mat, it's got kind of a honeycomb in it that the litter drops through. Then you basically pick the mat up, open it up, and you can shake it out and you can shake the litter out into the garbage. Handy, right? I and like so it. On, on Wish.com, they're $11 down from 86 bucks. Now, here's the catch. I did actually go look on Amazon, and Amazon has it for $23. Okay. So, so better than $80. I'm going to pay a little bit more, <laughs> yeah. but the $11 Wish seems compelling. Where's the, cash, uh, where's the catch with, with, with Wish? When you go into your cart, 8 to $9 worth of shipping, and they put that, kind of a, that, that amount yes. of shipping on everything that is in there. Yeah. And so, you, you know, I looked at some carabiners, which you can buy cheap carabiners, not, not weight low, weight bearing ones, but things for like hanging on to your keys. And a pack of six of them were $5. Shipping on it was six bucks. So we're, again, we're kind of going back to this impulse control. While it may look like it's a good deal, you owe it to yourself to go and take a look around at, you know, other online retailers. Yes. But also take a quick look around at your local stores. Dollarama. Dollarama, uh, Army and Navy. I found those six carabiners for the same price, no shipping. So, you know, it's kind of it's kind of an interesting thing here on a show that does talk about apps to say go back into your brick and mortar stores, but you might want to check them out. They're fun. And they could be cheaper. They could be quite a bit cheaper. And you'll actually get them. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Which is uh, interesting. But what about crowdsource stuff? You know, Kickstarter, Indiegogo. Uh, I have a hard time with some of that stuff, especially tech things, because yes. even if it comes to fruition that they get enough money to make whatever they're pitching. Remember that cooler? Uh, yes kind of a beer cooler or camping cooler that was also speakers and solar power and God knows what else. Uh, it seemed incredible, but they could never deliver the thing. The, the, big, the biggest problem with these crowdfunding uh, startups, let's call them that, is they have a great idea. They might have been able to build a prototype to help sell the, the, the pitch, but generally these people are not experts at fulfillment. No. Uh, manufacturing. So they're relying on third parties to do all this stuff for them after the fact. In some cases, they do have this stuff done up front or they've got a history. But there's even been examples of that where well-experienced uh, previous campaigns that it got funded, they delivered, 
relatively on time. They go and do another one, and then that's what breaks the camel's back, and then you're screwed. It's hard. It's yeah. hard to make things. It's hard to scale up as yeah. well. Yeah. I feel bad for you know poo-pooing on some of these things, yeah. but you got to be careful. Yeah. So I, I will. I want to give a shout out to a Vancouver entrepreneur friend of mine. His name is Jamie Kaza, and he runs a, a company called Stacked. S T A C T. It's a wine rack. Now Jamie had a ton of experience in merchandising and retail because he worked for uh, Future Shop and Best Buy for many many years and left his job, took a risk to go do this Kickstarter. Now. I was kind of along with him for the journey as he went through this, talking to him about it and talking about fulfillment. His challenges in getting factories tooled up were they were immense. Yep. And I've got to hand it to the guy because he, he's I think he still is a one man operation. But he was going over to China, meeting with factories, realizing that he was about to get screwed and moving it over to another factory. I, I had a friend that did a Kickstarter for a, uh, a mechanical keyboard, mm-hmm. a split mechanical keyboard. Great design, extremely popular. Uh, he was going back and forth to China, getting all the, everything made, had some problems, was really transparent about it with his backers. The backers didn't care because he was being transparent about it. He's about to start delivering them. He got embezzled by one of the manufacturers in China oh, no. for like a lot of money. <laughs> and what recourse do you have then? Right. Not a lot. Right. No. Yeah. So because so they'll, they'll kidnap you. <laughs> so here's the entrepreneurs that that actually do make it. You know, guys like Jamie and your friend who actually do make this happen. But to people out there, you're back with the app show. Mike, John, and Graham here. We're gonna get two more apps in before the end of the program. Graham, we'll start with the game app of the week. My game app of the week is kind of interesting because it brings probably the best product that Microsoft has ever put out. Uh, over to the iOS platform. And I'm speaking, of course, of the Microsoft Solitaire Collection. Oh, thank God you didn't say Cortana. (laughs) (laughs) So you you, you guys, well, and that's exactly (laughs) it. So uh, the Solitaire Collection actually comes with Klondike, Spider, Free Cell, uh, two new games called Tripeaks and Pyramid, uh, and it gives you the uh, the authentic solitaire experience. So when you do win from, the from game, Windows? yes, the cards bounce all over the screen, which I think is the one thing that all of us were looking for. I can't mem- I can't even remember how many hours I spent on Windows Solitaire. Yes. So so now you can actually do this again uh, with your phone. Now here's the interesting thing: they added in the one feature I think that we were all looking for, which is a subscription. <laughs> For solitaire? For solitaire. Oh, God, help uh, us. They, they have added things like points and coins for, to unlock things like card backs. Uh, so it's $10 a year for a subscription, and you end up getting no advertisements, which I think is a nice touch, uh, and you do get more co- uh, coins for completing daily challenges. It is nice that they added ads into solitaire. I think that's the one thing that it was really missing. They could just put those on the back of the cards. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Let's uh, hit uh, John's favorite app of the week. What, uh, what do you got? So I've got an app called Pixeloop. Pixeloop. Pixeloop for both platforms. And basically, it allows you to animate still photos. Oh, these yeah. are great for like social media feeds. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. yeah. So your Instagram and all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? So uh, it basically brings images uh, alive through animation uh, by creating moving pictures that will wow anyone from your friends to Instagram followers. Animate one element or several. So one of the examples they have is a photo of someone standing in front of a a big Ferris wheel. You can actually animate the Ferris wheel behind them. It uses artificial intelligence to sort of pick the best pixels to animate and that type of thing. So it's very cool. And you get a bunch of different filters as well. And you can unlock more by using some in-app purchases. But the app itself is free. Pixeloop. Pixeloop. For iPhones and Android phones. That's all the time we have left. We podcast this show as well as our sister show, Get Connected, uh, on the Apple Podcast uh, app and also on Google Play, Spotify, wherever you can find your favorite podcasts. This is Mike, John, and Graham signing off. We'll see you again next time. 
You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.